of a diner about now should be four top-secret agents. One of them is carrying a briefcase. Your mission is to obtain the disc from the briefcase. All right, everyone. It's uh, October 15th. And uh, it's episode number 67. Got me and Diggs. And uh, he's been wanting to hear this song for a long time as an opener, so I'm doing it. It was the Fred Durst song for the James Bond movie. Maybe Diggs thinks he's a ninja or a double O secret agent. Who knows? We'll fucking ask him about it. So let's bring him in. Here we go. Oh, parts. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties, but uh, I opened this up. With, we should have kept running with it. Yeah, well, I couldn't hear you, so fucking... Here's here's what you missed. I could hear you finally. Well, we opened I with. I think at the end we actually got connected. I think that would have been funny. Well, all right. Anyway, it is what it is. So why couldn't you make the Harlan Williams show? I'm I'm putting you on the spot right now. Because I forgot it was tonight. Do you even know who Harlan Williams is? I mean, some guy that drank piss out of a bottle in a movie. Dude. I had four free tickets to see Harlan Williams at the Tacoma Comedy Club, and this guy, yeah. Can you restate that real quick? Restate that real quick. I had four. I still you have had them. You had... I have four. Yeah, because you have four free tickets. Yes. You probably have free tickets. Because they didn't sell out. People are scared of COVID, I think. Oh, maybe it's not that funny. What's that? Maybe he's not that funny. I don't know. Harlan Williams, to me, was like one of like the original funniest guys. Like, I mean, there I was introduced to George Carlin on. Uh, HBO, you know, I mean, he was right up there mm-hmm. doing HBO specials at the same time. This we're talking about like early nineties. Rob Williams had some okay, shit maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not giving him respect, but I just, I mean, I I got to see something that's funny from him because I I don't know him. I gave you an example. You know what I mean? I gave an example in a movie, Dumb and Dumber. He was the cop. That drank the piss. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, you know, there's been times where me and you got in fights in a in an Uber. Now we can't take Uber anymore. And uh, if there's ever a time where one of us drank piss out of a bottle. Well, uh, nobody wants that. It would be way worse than getting kicked out of an Uber for fighting. 
You're probably right. You're probably right. So, as an alternative, as an alternative, what are you doing on this Friday evening? Not getting in a fight in an Uber. Hunkering down? I'm eating pizza from yesterday. Doing a podcast with you because we didn't want to go see a guy that we didn't really think was too funny. And uh, we're here with our twelve listeners. We got like twelve, right? No, it's more in the like fifty range. Oh, good. We're getting better. I was, I, you know. If anything, swear to God, it's it's like dating a girl. You don't tell her how much you make. You tell her how much you thought you made. It's probably more than that. Okay, so like last year, we had 3,000 downloads. Divide that by 12 months. I don't know. That's how many fucking... That's who's listening to us. Do the math. That's more than the... We may have 42 listeners, but like... It's it's worth its while. We don't have a... We don't. We haven't employed a statistician to figure out our popularity. We'll do it right there. Maybe someone will figure it out. Hey, sometimes you shout don't out here. Know. Speaking of which, hey, how about this? No, shout out to the cities. Shout out to the cities that you don't know that listen to you. Uh, Richardson, Texas. Whoever listens to us in Richardson, Texas, thank you. Whoever listens to us in Dublin. Dublin, Ireland, who obsessively listens to us, like binge listens to us. That's not, that that's cool. I guarantee you the guy in Richard. I guarantee you the guy in Richard. Richardson, Texas? I guarantee. Yeah, I guarantee you his first name is Richard. Why would you assume that? Well, he's from Richardson, Texas. Kind of sounds like a small town. I figured it was named after the guy that lives there. Could be. So Richard and Richards in Texas listen to us quite often. Probably our number one fan. We also have fans in Boardman, yeah. Idaho. Or Boardman, his, Oregon. He, he owns his Tacoma, own town. Washington. Lots in Seattle. People listen to us, man. Uh, we don't want anybody from Seattle. Lots of people from Seattle. It's probably like our... Third most we, listened to city. We need. We got to be in touch we, with our well, audience, well, Seattle people. I'm the, sorry, you guys are all fucking liberals, but like. No, 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 no. Maybe they're trying to listen to us because they're like, "Oh my god, Tacoma is a little bit better than Seattle. Maybe I should move down there." Quite possibly, I mean, because I haven't told anybody in Seattle about this fucking podcast. Have you? Yeah, I tell I, every time I walk by a homeless guy and give him like a quarter, I'm like, hey, listen to the podcast. I'm like, you like, know, you got Spotify, right? On your phone, your government well, phone. No, seriously. Have you have you tipped a homeless guy lately? To watch my car at the Mariners game. Yeah. Well, you know when you, you got forty thousand sure people down there, you got to like. You got to come correct with the tipping. 50 bucks, you can get your car watched and park pretty much illegally. 
You can, you can actually, Isn't that weird? You can give them 20 and actually... I'm not trying to tell you to do this, but like, seriously, just you know, park illegally. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what to do from now on. What you do is say, fuck that. I'm paying way too much for a homeless guy to watch my shit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a bus with a backpack and I'm going to go down two days prior and I'm going to set up a tent and then I'm just going to call a fucking Lyft because Uber won't pick me up anymore. Call the Lyft. Well, no, Uber will pick you up because that was on my account. Uber, either one would pick you up and drop you off and then you just game day. You just pre-funk in your tent and then you stumble to the uh, front entrance. Front entrance. I actually think we, 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 us, us people, us people who like sports have been thinking about tailgating for a long time. And I think these homeless people came up with a brilliant idea. We're going to live rent free next to a lot of these stadiums. We're just going to have people that walk by and stuff like that. That's what you need to do. You need to blend in, get a tent. You got to throw one of those tarps over it. So it looks like you're an old school. You're an OG freaking tenor. You know, you're in for the hard conditions. Yeah. Like a, but, like uh, a fucking I 10 by 10 pop shade ready to go. Like a fucking a little homeless village. Maybe you get two of them. You claim a lot of land. Dude, if you're lucky, you got enough friends of yours that used to be tailgaters. Now they want to be tenters. And what? then you just take take a, a, a piece of property in Seattle. You might have enough money to like have season tickets. But the thing is, you get enough of your buddies around, you can pre-fucking party for like, day or two before the game and then as soon as the game's over you can pack up your shit and drive away like a you're fucking... not that a, you're not a well you're not a nuisance it's not like you're driving your car there that has like two broken out windows and stuff you're just camping for a couple of days think about that that's a brilliant idea okay. I honestly I have two friends that are going to the Huskies game tomorrow to tailgate all fucking day. I should have been out there today. You know what I think? Maybe yesterday I should have been you out know, there you, setting up my tent. You think about this. Those people that rent those parking spots in Seattle for like $20, $30 a, uh, per game. Or 50 they scalpers. No, no, no. 20 to 30s normally. They could rent out a parking lot. Let's say me, you, and like 20 other people that like wanted to go to see a uh, Seahawks game. Just said, hey, we're going to rent out a corner of your parking lot. And we're going to bring our fucking RVs and shit. Or maybe just tents. And we're, but we're going to be there for two days, but we're going to give you a fucking $110 a stall for three days. So what's that about 40? Let's just say what 120, 120 equals $40 a day. 
and you just camp out with all your friends in a parking lot that probably has some electricity. Like us, I'm just saying, our sponsor, our sponsor, Jackery, Jackery, the portable power station that powers this podcast can power lights. It's actually doing it right now. It's powering the lights in my fucking studio. You can have one of those at the tailgate and be the most popular motherfucker ever. People are charging your phone, watching. You can plug in a fucking TV, have a computer going. I mean, you got a Papa Shade and a Jackery, you're in good shape. Especially tailgating. What else could you do? What else could you do with a fucking, you know, 110 volt out there? Me and you camped at Dave Matthews. I mean, we were constantly hitting up the people next door to us for power. I know. What could you do? So, Jackery. What could you do with yes? Yeah, so Jackery. What 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 can I do? You know what I can do with power? I can get back on Pornhub and fucking figure out how I'm going to sleep tonight. Got to charge your phone for that. Jackery. Jackery dot com. Actually, That's actually. What? God, I didn't I didn't realize the name of the company. But good thing I put the the uh, idea of jerking off <laughs> in the slogan of Jackery. Uh, just in case you didn't notice it, I wanted to make sure you uh, Jackery. Yeah, those guys are uh, for real sponsor of the podcast. And, and any of the fucking bios we have are our sponsor links. Do that shit. Like click on it. Get yourself a Jackery. You help the fucking podcast out. We'll be at better guests than I just me I and Diggs. I, I hope I didn't insult our first sponsor because uh, I've been working on White Claw for a while because our first uno- unofficial sponsor that is a sponsor. Yeah, White, White, Claw, really sponsor. White Claw and Jackery Batteries are the two sp- main sponsors of the show. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, you're talking about Jackery batteries? Yeah, the one that we use to power the show. Oh. It's in, it's, I thought you were just talking about jacking off, because I know a whole bunch about that. I, just, I didn't. You're going to get our, you're gonna get our number Jackery. one sponsor to drop us by the way that you talk about them. No, let's re-emphasize what Jackery batteries are. Okay. Do you want me to go, or do you want you want to go? You know what they are. Yeah, but you have that great little thing, and I cannot. I'm learning guitar, but I don't know how to sing the song like you do. Sing it again. You're, wait a minute. How do we go from Jackery Electronics to singing, playing guitar and singing? What the fuck are you talking about right now? You're well. You're much better at this podcast stuff than I am. It's like me learning how to play guitar. And you did that sponsorship of Jackery Batteries really good. I was just going to have you repeat how you said it, and then comment on how people talk about advertisement. Man, the fuck if I know. Anyway, Jackery, they're fucking awesome. What's next on the agenda? What's going on on your block? 
It's Friday night. My block. Yeah, any sirens happening? Uh, what's the li- Can we go live PD? That's what's missing in this world. It's you know live PD. Funny. You know what's funny? I was having a cigarette outside of work today, and this guy showed up, and I we noticed all this traffic stopping on I-5, because my business is right there. So. so I take my cigarette, and I walk over, and I look, and right over the 56th Street Bridge in Tacoma, this car's on fire. Something's on fire, and it's gas or oil-based because it's like a dark flame. Oh, kaboom. It's just raising into the cloud. Cancer, 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 oxygen. So this is another, this might be a future sponsor, but it's for Pennzoil. Get your fluids changed. No, yeah, let's get it. (laughs) Yeah, got it. Yeah, Got we can. It. Yeah, get. Or your shit blows up. Or your shit yeah, blows I up. I they're having a cigarette. I mean, said they're having a cigarette, and a customer comes walking up. He gets out of his car. He's kind of curious. I saw him walking over there. That's why I walked over. He goes, he goes, guess I'm not going that way home. And I go, parts, it's all back roads. Back roads. Back roads. I know. Did you see that? What happened over there? Shish boom ba. Shish boom ba definitely happened over there. I love that. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was definitely watch Johnny. It Carson. might have been shit boom ba. Shit boom ba. It might have been shit shit tight boom ba. Shit tight. We never know. Shit's tight boom ba. Yeah, you know, that's when you're trying to pinch it off, but it's still coming out. Shit tight, boom ba. So check this out. Uh, <laughs> Cops is back on yes. TV. It's on Fox Nation. I don't have that shit. Do you? <laughs> Thank God we're starting to. We the only bad thing is we're hiring the ones for TV rather than the ones in real life. But we're gonna know what it felt like when we were safe. Thank God Cops is coming back. Do you remember Cops? I, I watched it all the time. I lived in Lakewood, and I'd hear an actual cop car coming by, and then I looked on TV, and they were actually filming in Lakewood. And, and I told my girlfriend at the time, I go, honey, I think this is live. Seriously? It was, seriously. I mean, I used to watch Cops all the time. Listen, a lot of cops back in the day, like, I mean, cops is really popular. I want to say like 88 to like 92. It was like a regular Friday night, Friday night, 7 p.m. TV show. Sometimes back to back, seven to nine cops, like Fox. And, uh, well, a lot of times it was in Pierce County. It was Pierce County sheriffs quite often. So it was Lakewood, you know, where I grew up in Graham, like deep places, Pierce County Sheriff's gnarly. They had to deal with meth labs in the nineties and a lot of white trash. And they're all in Spanaway. They're all in Spanaway. Yeah. I went to Bethel high school, which is in Spanaway. I'm probably on cops as a, as a young adult or as a young child, (laughs) you know, in the background somewhere here in my neighborhood, you, you came to my, you know, my neighbor's place to break up the meth deal. 
You're running around as a super sucker, and they're breaking into something. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a little kid. Days. I'm a little kid running in the background on his fucking trike, his bike with his clan of friends. There? Your mom's like, "Don't worry about it. Come in and have dinner, honey." Why is the kids are over there talking to a cop? You know, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, fuck. Oh, like, dude, it's so, it's cops dude. is about our neighborhood, and if they're playing reruns of shit from like '88 to '92, there's gonna be classics. I mean, I had an uncle who was a uh, Pierce County sheriff, and he was you know on cops I, a lot. You know what I think is a classic right now? I walked down many a times downstairs, and. Uh, in the middle of the night, when it's like three or six in the morning, right in there, once in a while I'll peek in the living room and I'll be goddamn, I'll be watching, I'll catch my parents watching Golden Girls, not QVC, not the Home Shopping Network, but Golden Girls. And if you remember Golden Girls, which I do, because my grandmother used to watch Golden Girls, it was just old ladies bitching about just common stuff in life. Nothing. There was no riots. There was no this and that and stuff like that. And it's like, honestly, back in the day, we didn't have a lot of uh, problems. And I forget what Kenny told me, but he told me that Joe Rogan has this line. He goes, strong men make soft men. Soft men cause wars or something like that. And then kind of like strong men come back. It's like a, whatever he was saying is that it's like, as a, as a person, you're strong and you're able to defend things. But if you get to a certain point where you're, you're, you're so relaxed and you have to, have to defend anything, you become a pussy. Exactly. If you get too comfortable, don't mean anything. If you get too comfortable and things are too easy, I mean, you're just fat and happy all the time, you're not prepared to fight. So when someone decides that you're an asshole and they're much stronger than you, and they want to fight, and you're not prepared for it, you're fucked. I mean, that's mentally, physically, everything, spiritually, everything. No, but the thing is, is that what's happened is that things used to be physical. There's kind of a reason why Karate Kid was back in 1984, and now it kind of got rebooted in the last couple of years with Cobra Kai, and we've enjoyed it. But, I mean, if you think about it, that's how that's how young Americans handled a lot of their shit. I mean, I've, I've been involved in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for over a decade, okay? And I've competed, and I've kicked your ass a couple times, and I don't know, like, fucking... I find today that the new guy that's in the classroom is the computer nerd. It's the guy that doesn't know how to fight or the guy that doesn't have a dad, or the guy that is re- coming off of a drug problem. Like he's just trying to re- find something else this to do. This is my question drink on that, do drugs. No, 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 no. Everything you said right there, maybe that's a good reason for, to, for them to get in there. 
the one reason they shouldn't well, they be are, in there. They are in there. If it's no, their no, replacement no, 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 no. for Think their bad this. habit. This is, this is the worst person you could come in contact with. The person who's in that type of class, and as soon as you, uh, you know, go, go, you attack them, and they and they feel offended. You know what I mean? Right. If you had to deal with somebody who felt offended every time you came towards them because you were coming at them in an attacking manner, and you're like, you're in a jiu-jitsu class. Like, I'm going to come up to you. You're supposed to come up to me. You're supposed to disarm me. You're supposed to feel, you know, like you can handle yourself. But if you want to feel weak and wait for somebody else to take care of you, you know, what the fuck are you doing in this class? Well, here's the thing. People need have uh, insecurities in their life, and for a lot of people, it is the fear of getting hit or getting in a fight because they've never been in one in their whole life, right? Until you get into, like, a little physical contact. I'm not saying you need to be the baddest dude in your block, but, you know, hey, do, could, you, could, you, could, you, could you wrestle and hold your own and confidently say yes? I mean, if you can say yes, then you're probably, you could hold your own in, against 80% of the people in the world. But you know what I mean? It's just like, if you say no, and you live with this fear of, like, getting attacked by that person. So it's really just like a, do you want to be the beta anymore? And are you motivated to change and go take a jujitsu class and go fucking figure out how to kick someone's ass? I've seen a lot of that. And well, I see more of that happening well, today in a new person getting into jujitsu. It's like, they've just never been taught how to be tough. Now, I wrestled and shit before I got into jiu-jitsu. That that was not my case. I was just mainly trying to get into shape. And then I found the competition aspect to it, and I fucking went to another planet. You know what I mean? But I see these different cases of people that come through a jiu-jitsu class. I get asked all the time, Brett, what to do? I want to take a jiu-jitsu class. You've asked me. Muncie's brothers asked me. A recent high school friend has just asked me. You got to know what your motivations are. That's, I mean, that's my rant, I guess, but. Well, the other thing, too, about you, Brett, is that I know you as a person. I know the whole reason why you got into jiu-jitsu and, and because that, that actually, the rolling around, the how, how your body kind of folds and how you can counteract and stuff, and you never, ever looked at, like, a, fighting as like how can I kill somebody or how can I like beat somebody up it's You're just like how if I'm in a situation how if I'm in a situation how do I get out of it how do I make sure that I am protected type of thing that's like every time every time me and you got in an argument and there was little literally you know hand swinging and stuff there's always been a certain point where I'm like Danny, you know you're not going to win this because if he really wants to get you on the ground and put you in a leg lock or an arm bar, or, you know, and, and it was never anything weird between me and you other than us just getting kind of intoxicated and too drunk and different and drunk wrestling gone and then way just, too far. Yeah. And then, and then we just walk away from it. We, 
you know, might say a couple of mean things, but we walk away from him and the next day we're just like, ah, fuck. You know, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. You know, probably was mine most of the time for talking shit. But the thing is, even though I knew you were... So you you have a history. I just met some guy that was like three times your size at the golf course that you said talk you talk shit to and you were going to kick his ass. And it was this big black guy. And he, and he smoothed it out with him because he obviously was playing in the skins game. But like, he's like, yeah, this tomorrow. guy. Tomorrow. Yeah, you're, you're talking about tomorrow. Yeah, he's like, he tells me, he goes, yeah, I was going to whoop his ass, but I could, tell he was, I could tell he was fucked up. I'm like, I'm glad you didn't. I'm like, oh. I'm looking at you. I'm like, really, dude? No. No, you know what's funny is that he he a fucking he linebacker, and me and him are good, me me and him are good friends right now. But I thought I knew him, so I did this whole thing, and he's hanging out with a whole table of black guys. And I go grab his phone and I put it on my table, and I go, "You tell him." I was trying to, you know, I was just doing a kind of deal where you try to like get other people over, and you know, and I thought I knew him anyway. And he goes, yo, what the fuck are you doing with my phone? And I'm like, uh, you, you're not who I thought you were. Um, and, you know, and, and I guess I we both said a couple of things and stuff. And he goes, I was so close to just getting you to go outside. And if you went outside, I would have hit you one time. You would have dropped to the ground. I would have picked you up, and then I would have drug you back in, and I would bought you a beer. And as soon as he told me that, because I remember going in the next day and I was like, I got to apologize to somebody. I don't know who it is. And then this guy comes out and big motherfucker. He's tell, he, he's like, hey, kind of, last night was kind of weird. I go, yeah. I, I don't even, I, I, last night was so weird. I got to apologize to somebody. I don't even know who it was. And he goes, yo, you don't remember that? And he goes, yeah, I mean, you got into a little uh, argument. And I looked at him, and I had to look up, and I'm like, I I was talking shit to you. Descri- oh, describe what he did. looked like to you when you realized that you sobered up, and you're like, you're looking at this guy, and he's like, yo. <laughs> or so, or well, how- I've, seen, I, I've seen many Brad Pitt movies, and he looked like he would be a, a Greek god of the Olympus. I mean, he looked down on me and like, I have pity on your soul. <laughs> like, he, because there's no reason for me to fuck with this guy. No reason. I mean, there's no advantage. All I was, I thought maybe I knew him. And then when I realized I didn't know him, you're in an awkward spot. Then you're trying to back out. And then who, who you're do just you have like, a oh my God, who, I can't believe. Can he, I ask he, you something? Who do you have a problem with that's that size that you just thought you knew and you thought you'd just pick up the beef? I think you're full of shit. No, I did. The, the thing is, I always try to look at it like funny. Like sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I get mad and I get mad at people and they know I'm mad at them. I didn't know the guy at the time, but I thought I knew him. So I was trying to. But the thing is, sometimes I get... Throw him shade instantly. I thought I knew him, so I'm just going to throw him lots of shade and then threaten to kick his ass. No, but the thing is, 
So I think you got to think about the end result. Me and him are great friends right now, and he still hasn't punched me. So I got that going for me. So me and him are good friends. Here's the deal. That's one but of I your... guarantee. Wait, if I play golf with him, I guarantee you I kick his ass. I just, I mean, I... You're you're a good golfer, but here's the deal. Here's you take that story to. He might kick my ass. You take that story to the stage, okay? You take that story, you take the Jeep story, boom. I think you got five minutes in just those two stories. And then you kind of tell them what two and two is all about. Drop your podcast every time you go up there. We're going to do a morning episode of Totally Corrupt. What did you call it? We talked off air about this, but I think it'd be interesting to just throw it out there. Oh, the two and two. The two, and two. two and two in the two morning? Two and two, what I call it is. Uh, the morning two and two. Right. Morning two and two or something. Good morning two and two. I don't know. We got so many things we could call it. Good morning two and two. Right. This is Dirk Diggler and Smitty. Right. Podcasting from the uh, newly expanded studios at uh, Brett Central. Yeah, seriously. The... Studios here at uh, Totally Corrupt have uh, changed immensely. So uh, I heard you got a whiteboard and shit. You're gonna like write down shit. We're gonna well. I mean, this is this, this is HQ. I mean, we got to know what days are coming up. I mean, there's a lot of Husky games coming up. Maybe we can do some tailgating. I might do one tomorrow. Fuck it, I don't know. I mean, seriously, my friends yeah. are ta- my friends are tailgating tomorrow. Like, I mean, why not do a podcast from? down there one of these days. I'm not saying tomorrow, but maybe one of these days. There's plenty of football happening. Totally. Totally. There's hockey, totally. there's so hockey going on so in fun. town. And guess what? I can't go to any oh, of them. Did you see when we went to Tennessee? When, we, when hockey went to Tennessee, our crowd got in a fight with their crowd. Uh, NFL? The Kraken. Oh, Kraken sh- cracked some heads. You know, I heard they won, but I did not see the game. So what happened? I don't know who started the fight, but all of a sudden in the bleachers, fans started fist fighting with each other. Like, just totally slugging each other. No shit. Well. Oh, you didn't hear about it? uh, Who was fighting who and why? I don't know, but I don't, I mean, I'm from Tacoma and we're kind of close to Seattle. I'm just saying. I don't think it's a good idea that you go to somebody else's town and start slugging people that live in that town and then want to be like, hey, uh, can I get a hotel room? <laughs> right. I, yeah. what, are you, what are people doing? What are you, You're going to somebody. I understand rivalry. I understand rivalry. But, I mean, when it comes down to, like, your true passion... I've never had a true passion of, like, I I fantasized about slugging somebody, but I knew deep down, down inside I would never do it. Like, I don't want to go to jail. Even though you could probably slug people now, you probably shift somebody, just stab them, and, like, sit on the curb, and the cop shows up, and he's like, yeah, oh, I, I didn't see you do it, so uh, you're free to go. Right. I mean, well, the guy's dead right over there. He goes, yeah, well, 
were you here when the guy was dead? No, I just showed up and I got the knife and my fingerprints are on it. And, uh, I did stab somebody, but I do not recall if it's that guy. And he's like, ah, I don't have probable cause. So move along, move, move along. Hey, you know what? You were involved and he decided, made a decision right there. So I guess, uh, I just do what the officer said. Peace. Disappear into the night. Is that basically oh, what you're saying? I, well, put it this way. This car was getting pulled over for speeding. The guy decided not to pull over, drove to his house, pulled into his house, got out of the car before the cop could get out of the car, walked into his house, and locked the door. The cop had no probable cause. I've got a great idea. To go to the guy's house. I've got a great idea. I don't mean to shift gears on you, but like, I've got a great idea for a podcast that we could do. We could we could shift gears with Totally Corrupt and basically have somebody drive yeah. a car through the most dangerous cities in America. And then like, you know, because you're on the phone, right? Like you're calling in and I'm on, you know, got the microphone. Dude, I could be in the back of a car and have someone drive me around the most dangerous fucking places. And or just send you in as the man on the street with your cell phone, see if, and see if you, you survive. Are not sending, no, no, you are not. No, no, that was the key word. I survive. If I survive, no, you're not sending me in anywhere. No, I like to do these podcasts in the convenience of my house, where I talk to you, you talk to me, we talk about other people going through some fucked up shit, while I get stoned. That's the key. If you can get me in a rig that goes through downtown Seattle when they're doing a riot, and I can just be totally in the rig, it's got to be like a uh, you know one of those those cargo vans that's converted. Right. Here's, D- here's Diggler from the van. Ventilation system. It's got to be converted with a ventilation system so I can smoke some dabs as we're going through the city, and I can report from inside the van. I'm not no. I haven't been to Seattle in literally, I used to go there quite a bit. You know, I, I walk, haven't been to Seattle. I walked through the chop zone. In probably three and a half years, four years. I walked through the chop zone one year after uh, it was Choppy Chop. Oh, the Summer of Love? Yeah, I walked through there. It's like a very peaceful park. Cal Anderson Park. Check it out. Just don't be there when there's a riot happening. You might get shot or ran over. Hey, you know what you need to check out if you go through any park right now is the fact that a lot of those parks are erasing our history. They've taken down statues. They've taken cancel culture started with stone. And it's probably going to end with blood. You know what's big here in the Northwest is the Native American culture. And guess what? You take down their fucking statues, you're fucked. And they won't do it because the Natives are on the on the Democrat side. But something deep down tells me that a lot of Natives really aren't, like, full, no, there's full blue-blooded. Thing. You can't tell Natives. You already took their land. Now you're going to tell them what fucking Whose side are they on? They're on their tribe up. side. They're on their tribe side. 
they're their tribe. Their tribe is their is their basically their identity. They're, instead of Republican Democrat, they're Puyallup Indian. Americans are becoming a uh, identity that cannot have any claim to land. If you think about it, because all the indigenous tribes should get their land back. You've been living here, you've been paying your bills, you bought a house, but really it's not your house. And if you die, you should leave your house to a less fortunate family rather than your own. You think? You ever thought about that logic? I don't think everybody would agree with you on that, but I see where you're no, no, going with these it. Are, these are common points. No, these are common points that have actually been uh, brought up when people or interviewers or uh, news reporters went to these Black Lives Matter things and stuff like that and asked Black Lives Matters, like, how could the white population uh, help you out? Well, when you die, rather than leave your house to your family, leave it to a underprivileged black uh, uh, household. And it's like, it's like, are you asking for a donation? Like, if I work really hard... If I work really hard and I've lived with my same family for the whole time, wouldn't I want to try to better my family and give them more positive reasons to, you know, like, leave it to them? It's like, if you didn't do anything for your family in the future, why should you take away what I've done in order to leave it for, even though I might not have kids? I would like to leave it to somebody in my family. You know, I, I, I just don't get that. It's a weird thing. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We're in this society now where COVID is controlling pretty much everything. Am I wrong? What? COVID. It controls the regulations of COVID control everything. giving power to scare people. That's all it is. The thing is, you can, so you get the COVID shot, you get the COVID shot. We're probably going to get banned after this. You get the COVID shot and uh, don't get the one shot, get the two shot because the two shot has been proven to be more effective and that's offered by two companies. But then, let's say you're a healthy person and you don't get the shot because you don't need the shot because you're like, why do I need the shot? I'm fairly healthy. And then you get COVID. Well, if you get COVID and you, your chances of surviving COVID is like 98 to 99%, right around there, right? If I'm right, maybe 97, dip it a little low just in case. But uh, so you, you got a 3% chance, maybe two, 3% chance of dying, and then you don't die because your chances are really low. And then now those antibodies that your body built up are anywhere between 6 and like 12 to 16 times stronger than 
the antibodies you would get if you got the shots of COVID, the two shots. So wouldn't it be smarter just to kind of risk the fact? Because, like, still people are dying way more from ammonia, and the hospitals are going to be overwhelmed with people trying to get flu shots this year because now they're all freaked out again. Yet again, I haven't got a flu shot in fucking 25 years. Yeah, me neither. But the thing is, it's like, it's it's causing a pandemic, and the, the next pandemic is going to be another pandemic. And it's like, you just need to let people know that, hey, I hate to let you know, <clears throat> the whole time you've been worried about COVID, you're probably going to get hit by a car or... Or maybe, you know, you have a heart attack. I don't know what the fuck, but everybody's focused on this one way of dying. Like, there's one way to die. And it's COVID. It's chasing you. It's coming after you. It's going to get you. It's going to get you. If you don't put that mask on, if you don't do this, you don't do that. And it gets to a point where it's like you got to think, like, you know what? Yeah, something's going to get me. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's cancer. I don't know if it's going to be getting hit by a fucking train. You fucking dying neighbors, in a plane crash. Crossfire in your neighborhood. All I know is that, yeah, I am totally going to die someday, like all of us. All of us are going to die someday. We don't know how. And would you really want to know? But you're so scared that you're going to die from this one thing that it's making you petrified where you don't do anything in life. And it's like, life is about risk. You eventually got to be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go out with that girl, even though she's got red hair and a couple of tattoos. I think things are going to be okay. No, she's probably going to tie you up and fucking shove something up your ass before the end of the night. And, you, you're, you, you know, you might like it, you might not. I don't know. But the thing is, it's like, maybe it's the blonde. Maybe it's the, you got to take chances. You got to. Am I going to run this red light? Am I going to, you know, am I going to go to this place over this place? You can't even do that anymore. It's like, God, you know, where I'm going, do, you know, do they have, you know, passport mandates now where you have to have a passport that you got the shot in order to get into this state or that state? Let's, like, make, let's make it official right now on this podcast. I don't know if you know this, but October 27th, you got to have a fucking uh, vaccination card to get into any restaurants, bars, public events, anything in King County. Good thing we don't live in King County. I, uh, I got some information that uh, my, my work might be influenced by the uh, national mandate, should I say. So are you not going to get it, or would you get it if it came down to that? Can anybody give me a reason why I should get it? I have two elderly parents that both got it. They're going to get their boosters because they're in that range of people that need it. I'm not a shot person. I don't do anything pharmaceutical. 
and uh, whether or not it's religious or my my constitutional right, how can somebody mandate my boss or the owner of my company, who I've always totally been on, you know, never argued with anything, been a great boss. And it's not like my boss wants to do this, but he just... As far as overall company policy, they're like, if it happens, be prepared. They're just preparing us. So if it comes down to it, I'm not going to have an argument. I'm just going to be like, hey, how about I take a layoff now? How about I take my vacation time now? I have eight weeks of vacation. All I got to do is survive this idiocracy, this stupidity. It's it's the same thing that's going on with the teachers and the parents right now. Is that parents are going to come in and totally, totally kind of redirect the direction of America. Because it's going to redirect how their kids, who they feed and they raise, are taught gonna get a lot of these fucking teachers out there shit. You're right. Things are gonna change from that, huh? You're right. People are gonna get pissed and the way things are gonna change is like their kids are are at risk and people are gonna fucking yell. Have you seen these videos on YouTube with PTA meetings? They're insane. And the bad thing is that the teachers union already got the F called up like the government and is like uh, getting the FBI involved because they think parents that have certain opinions and they voice their opinions could be looked at as domestic terrorists. And there's some governor somewhere that says, no, I would not let these, he, he lost the election or he should. Now he's like, uh, no, parents should have no this discussion about what their kids are taught. And it's like, what are you talking about? They pay for that education, and you're telling them they have no say? Check this. It's like, I'm going to buy gas for my car. I'm going to buy gas for my car. But I have no say in which way it goes. It could go to work. Or it could go away from work to, like, Portland. I have no say, but I have to pay that gas. I have to pay gas, and I don't know if I'm going to get to my destination. Exactly. It's, it's like, just, or it's like, but here's the thing. Here's the flip, here's caveat to that. You don't have any kids, and neither do I. So what you're arguing is, like, you're bitching about gas prices and you don't have a car. What I'm trying to tell you is, like, you know, like, fucking, we don't understand what it's like to be parents. But we can empathize with them because we don't have kids. But my question to you really is this. If you had kids, would you want them in school right now? Like, I mean, would you even want mm -hmm. kids in this world right now? The fucking crazy is with the transsexual bullshit and everything? Like, what's it like to have a kid in the world right now? Well, sometimes you don't get a pick and choose. You know, sometimes you just get somebody pregnant, and next thing you know, you have a, you have a junior 
you know, but we just, we sit there and we can kind of, I look at it as like an uncle perspective. Like I don't have kids, but my sister has kids and they're all out of school now, but her kids are going to have kids. And I'm like, I remember when I was a kid and I could run around the block go hang out with some neighbor kids down the road and stuff like that. And, uh, when I, when I was at school, we learned about like things like called math and like, uh, English and, uh, history. Pledge of allegiance. Like history, history. We, we, we actually, I remember going to school and I remember every day that before school started, you, stood for the Pledge of Allegiance, and you just, it was just something routine, nothing big. Sometimes you'd get tired because maybe you're, you know, you, you didn't want to do it because you're tired, but you still had to stand up. And then you'd go sharpen your pencil at the front of the school, go sit back in your seat, teacher got mad at you, she sent you to the principal's office. And once in a while, back when I, as I, when I was a kid, this might blow some people's minds, but once in a while, the teacher would get so mad at me, had this paddle in the front of the classroom, and would spank me, and then call my father. And I thought when my father was coming, I was like, oh, she's in trouble. That's He's fucked like, up. Who's you imagine, my kid? Yeah, you imagine spanking kids today? You're going to fucking jail. No, but he was, he was like, who spanked my kid? And she goes, I gave him just one swat, Mr. Brooks. And he goes, you're getting three when I get home. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. Like, that's when people, that's when people backed each other up. You know, and I'm not saying physical punishment is like a, but I would rather my dad spank me and get me on the straight and narrow before I had sensitive training and I became somebody that was thrown in jail for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like you gotta you you always have to learn a lesson in life. How far are you gonna go? Are you gonna be a criminal or are you gonna be a good person? Are you gonna you know, you know what I mean? I, I exactly. Everybody you can't has, be comfortable your whole life. Everybody you know, I said that earlier. Sense. You can't be comfortable your whole life. You have to, you know, so when you fuck up, you got to like have your shit shook a little bit, you know, like, Hey, what the fuck dude? Like you need to get your shit together. Like you need to, I tried to do that with you. That's when I tried to kick your ass at one time. You know, I don't think it worked. But well, that's what clearly, it didn't, clearly did, didn't work. I, well, well, we're still friends. So it worked a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you shape up? I don't know, hundred percent, but you're not gonna get that. No, but I got a haircut. <laughs> you got a haircut. Cut your fucking hair. I didn't shape up, but I got a haircut. Hey, that's a start. I got a haircut too. It make it's it's a good way to you know make yourself feel good. You know, you fucking you get older, older guys don't fucking have long hair unless you're gonna be Diggler and be Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. It worked for you for a while. But uh, shave that shit down. Parts, I looked like I was breaking into my house every time I was having a cigarette on the front porch. 
I've got some beautiful pictures of you smoking cigarettes with your long hair in a robe, by, by the way, on your front porch. Oh, we did a couple of podcasts out there. That's right. All right. Exactly. But anyway, mm-hmm. well, fuck, it's getting to be that time. You got anything you want to fucking wrap this shit up with? Like final thoughts of any fake news you want to, I would, any horse whips you want to debunk? Well, I was just kind of trying to figure out what kind of uh, extra music you got going for us. It's not any like. Uh, well, we were talking about school and like reshaping that, America. I was thinking about Pink Floyd, The Wall. I thought we should just roll with something like that. that does that work for you? I think it does. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty copyrighted. Okay. Well, uh, it's yeah. pretty copyrighted. But anyways, fuck it. It's on right now. You can't hear the it, wall. but I hear it. The wall. Hey, build the wall. Build the wall. Build the wall. Oh, man. The teacher, or teachers and parents are going to reshape America. They're going to get pissed with this COVID thing. Do not fucking make your kid get an injection they don't need. I mean, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. That's all I ask. What about you, Diggs? Don't be dumb. I just, I just watched Joe Rogan experience. I, that last episode was a gem. Yeah, he called out Sanjay Gupta. Check that one out. The Rogan podcast uh, with Sanjay Gupta. He goes, "Hey, why does your you want to hear truth? Why, yeah, why does your network lie? I don't know." I didn't take, he was prescribed medicine, and they're like, oh, he's just taking, uh, Interesting taking horse shit. shit. I just, I just saw the clip. They wanted every, they wanted everybody to think Joe Rogan just took horse shit. And Joe Rogan took a plan with his doctor that was mapped out. And within two, what, two or five days, he got retested and he was negative. And they're trying to silence him. Think about that. Think about Amazing. that. Amazing. A guy who actually put a lot of effort into this and just said, what should I do? He goes, no, this is what I'm going to do because I got an expert and this and that. He goes, I got a couple of bucks. I spent it. And rather than possibly dying, I got over this in like a week. He said, I want to say this real quick. I just turned the music down. Joe Rogan straight up told Sanjay Gupta, I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. Literally, is what he told him. Yeah. I can afford people medication. Go fuck yourself, Sanjay Gupta. Yeah. And you know what? He baited him in. Apparently baited him in to help Sanjay promote his book. He didn't know Joe was going to come at him like that. That's cutthroat. Hey, I will. That's real I podcast no, journalism. No, 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 no. But the thing is, but the thing is, no matter what happens, I appreciate Sanjay for going on that, knowing he could have been a target, and he was. And if anything, he did did say that a uh, CNN was wrong for doing that. Now Sanjay's getting ridiculed from CNN and all those guys about. You know, how did you even I don't even know why he went on. So, I don't even know why he went on. No, but Sanjay, Sanjay's in a tough spot, so give a little bit of love for Sanjay, right. even though he's fucked Rogan. But the thing is, hey, there's no reason to hate everybody or anybody. 
Yeah, got to have a find a reason the common ground. Common well, ground. we got to run because we're definitely going to get sued because we've been playing this fucking Pink Floyd song for about five minutes now. So, anyways, until next time, everybody, uh, check us out on Spotify. It is the only place to listen to us and Joe Rogan. Right? Right. Peace. Peace. And I'm going to. Congratulate my brother. I guess that's uh, Brett Smith on his new podcast. Oh, I gotta go check him out. Brett Smith, B R E T T S M I T H. Brett Smith on his new podcast. Okay, I'll have to try it. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Brett is an athlete, an entrepreneur, and a patriot. He's a First Amendment kind of guy, and most of all, thinks weed could save us from all tyranny. Well, no, it won't save you from anything, but what it will do, if you let it, it will let you accept everything that comes your way. See, that's what weed does. Weed makes you very pliable, and so whatever comes, uh, is ordained, obviously, or it wouldn't be coming. You know, there's no accidents. So everything that happens, there's a reason. And it's more like a puzzle. Like, it seemingly bad things happen to me, but every time I evaluate it and the move I made in response was the next move. I had to make to get where I am now. And that's really, really close to the top. It's not right there yet, but it's, it's getting there. So everybody, please check out Brett Smith's new podcast. Okay? Check it out. Brett, B-R-E-T-T Smith and S-M-I-T-H. Okay, and congratulations, Brett, on your new podcast man, from the Reardon Media Group. All right, everybody. That was the one and only Tommy Chong giving us a little plug there. So thanks, Tommy Chong. Uh, again, listen to us on Spotify. And if you'd like to see the video from Tommy, you can go to totallycorrupt.live.